You're listening to the Act As If Podcast with Coach Roel. Real life success stories in business and investing as they happen. And now, here's your host, Coach Roel. Welcome to this episode of the Act As If Podcast with yours truly, Coach Roel. And this week, I am very happy to have joining me on this episode, an old friend of mine, I guess you can say that, right? Mm-hmm. Old friend of mine, Anne-Marie Cooch, who is a real estate investor and a coach as well. Surprise, surprise. We were just talking about how we have a few coaches and real estate investors, but that's just the way it is with, uh, in, in my circle of friends that um, as we were just chatting before I started recording it's kind of mm-hmm. funny when you, when you actually do the crazy kind of creative finance and step out of your comfort zone kind of real estate investment deals that we've done, the natural next progression is to share that and to pay it forward. So welcome. How are you, Anne-Marie? Thanks for having me, Roel. This is really exciting. It's so great to see you. I'm great. I'm I'm really, really good. Um, like I said, happy to be here. I love, you know, um, the real estate environment. I always have. And I just love, you know, engaging with people and um, and sharing our knowledge. And so I'm really excited to be here. Excellent. So it's been a little while since we caught up. And I, I'm just curious to find out how things are going um, in, in a couple of different areas. We used to have some really good talks. We used to be on the road together doing uh, trainings and stuff for Rich Dad Education and a few other brands. And so uh, I kind of miss those talks. So I'm really happy that you're, you've made the time to chat with me on this. Yes, yes, I agree. So the, the, the first area I'd like to ask you about is um, what, are you, what are you up to these days with your personal business? How's that going? It's going very well. Um, you know, we've got some uh, great uh, investments happening, a little bit of diversification. We've got um, some land development uh, deal happening with other investors, quite large, large, largest we've ever done. Uh, new, new territory, we'll say, right? So the great thing about, about real estate is, you know, um, as much as you learn, you're always learning with every deal. There's always something new to learn. And then also um, into a, a strategy, you know, that we haven't done before. So, so that's really exciting, really exciting um, development of uh, land, um, Muskoka, with some cottages. Mm-hmm. So this, you mentioned that this is the biggest land development deal that you've done so far. Have you completed some other land development deals since last time we, we caught up? Uh, we've been, uh, I'll say a silent partner. So let's say that. So we've been involved in investments being more of a, a financial sort of investment, private deal, uh, you know, from a, from a, that perspective. So not really acting and not really being involved actively. So this time is very different, very much leading, leading the, the group and, um, and figuring things out as we go. So using our resources, our education, our support system, and, uh, and just learning, you have, you learn, you have enough knowledge to start and to get going. But then also, as we know, when you put, you know, um, feet to the pavement and you actually start actioning, you, that's where you really learn on how to navigate it. So on the investment side, is that 
help me out. Is that, are you considering that as your, is that your active business or um, is that purely on the investment side? It is active. Yes, absolutely. It's our active in, uh, business. We are involved and we're leading it, like I said. So it's not really um, passive and we are um, actively involved in making it happen on a day-to-day operational, I guess, if you want to look at it that way, perspective. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And is this just on your own? When you say we, that's, that's um, who's involved with that? Yeah, so we have some uh, some investors involved with us. We have um, two, uh, three investors altogether. Two are partners, and then we have another investor. And interestingly enough, it's it's a very great group because of the uh, the strengths that each one of the partners brings, which I think is really key and important when looking at partnerships and joint ventures is to really understand, you know, who's bringing what value to the table and what skill sets are there. It's okay to have some overlap, but also we want to make sure that there's no gaps in in those skill sets. So everyone's fulfilling a really integral and important role that the other members don't, maybe don't have or are not as experienced with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what are some like big wins or victories that you had since like the last three years. I think it's been about three years since we caught up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've had um, definitely had a lot of, have helped people find homes. So, you know, the rent to own program and really finding, um, you know, leading and helping people into home ownership, which they didn't have other options about, which is really near and dear to my heart. So, you know, a lot of, the real estate that we do, um, a lot of it for me is really integral on helping someone, you know, where they they don't have the knowledge or experience or the contacts to be able to achieve what they want to achieve. And they just need help, but they don't know how to do it. So I'm really happy about doing that. So, you know, great, uh, great success rate with that, um, with those deals. And then, um, you know, also investing with joint ventures in other areas like um, properties as well. So mm-hmm. buying both properties, multi-unit family. And um, yeah, so that, as far as, you know, the business side of things, you know, really just, um, you know, a, a lot of partnerships, a lot of giving back, but, but, you know, things have changed over the years, like some of our strategies, which, you know, I was working on before are necessarily different now, you know, life happens, things happen. And so it can change your trajectory and you can, it can change what you do. And also your interests can change, you know, your needs and your interests. So that's what's happened to us after you, you know, we've done this for a while, you kind of see where, what has happened in your, in your life, say your personal life and how it affects, you know, everything, your, your real estate and your whole outlook and, and what your, how your needs change. And so, you know, that's why evaluating, you know, evaluating what you're doing, how is it working? Uh, that's what, that's what I do on a consistent basis. You know, it, it's, you know, more detailed wise, maybe quarterly, and then on a, on a, uh, sort of a a more uh, we'll say path moving forward a long term plan more is you know maybe you know a couple times a year right just looking at that and reevaluating and then just adjusting sometimes you might just adjust a little bit 
And other times you might adjust in a, in a bigger way. So, you know, uh, we used to do, um, I think, you know, a little more active investment strategies. And now and we had a bit of a pause due to, you know, family situations in life happening and taking some time away from that. And now, you know, switching a little bit more to the longer term more passive and longer term strategies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With the, um, with the uh, the rental, for those who may be watching this on YouTube or listening to the podcast version, uh, could you could you give kind of like an overview of how you're able to help people to the path of um, home home ownership through rental homes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, absolutely. So you know when people are wanting to own their homes and there could be a snag in the road, you know, there's a reason why there's a challenge they're having and a reason why they can't get granted uh, a mortgage. And as you know, a lot of investors, and I'm sure you know as as well, Roel, because you're in, very heavily involved in real estate, is that the mortgage rules keep getting tighter and tighter. And although we have some great interest rates happening, um, the rules are changing, and they've changed a lot significantly over the years and tightening up, making it harder, you know, for some people. So if you're you know new to the country. Um, if you haven't established some two years of credit history, if you have some bruised credit, or if you don't have enough money saved up as well for a down payment, for instance, then these are all things that can get in the way of home ownership. And when you and when you don't get um, you know approved for a mortgage, then you don't know what to do. And what are the mortgage brokers? How they're going to help you, right? You know, and, mm-hmm. and, and a lot, of, and some of it as well is obviously credit counseling, right? It's like where do they teach that these days? You know, the how to deal with your finances, credit counseling, how to prepare for home ownership. Um, you can purchase those courses, but you know, generally speaking, we don't see a lot of that education happening. So we got to find important, knowledgeable partners. So, so we help. You know, we partner up with mortgage brokers and realtors, and we partner up, and they have these clients that need have have these needs, and then we, you know, we assess the situation. And the mortgage broker um, that is very well versed in these kinds of of um, strategies to help homeowner, you know, home ownership. You know, we uh, we go through the process and we vet them and we make sure that it's a a win win that it's you know it's a great fit. If it's not a great fit, and then it's not a good product for that for this situation. And so we just allow them to we we counsel them with the mortgage broker. We set up an individualized personalized plan, and wherever the need is, whatever the gap is, we help fulfill that. And we help over one year, two year, three year term, however long it's going to take for the client to get into a strong position where they will get the mortgage, they will get approved for the mortgage. But the Mm -hmm. the great thing is, is that they get to go out and pick their own home. Like this is their forever home. And um, they're, you know, we call them a tenant buyer because first they're a tenant, but they're then they're a buyer. And um, it's really set up for their success. And um, it, I'm really proud to say, you know, we've had a hundred percent success rate um, with with all of our programs, and some of them have been, you know, a lot harder than others. But you know, we're in it for we're in it for the success of all parties involved, right? Or we won't mm-hmm. do a deal. So, so we mm-hmm. really we really help them every way we can to be successful. Excellent, excellent. And now on the other deals that you're doing now, uh, as you were mentioning that we kind of progress and wanted more challenges and different different types of uh, investment deals on particularly on the land development and the multifamily. So I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit and <laughs> give you the platform to, to um, 
to kind of brag a little bit, what what's the biggest deal that you're most proud of having completed recently? What did that look like? Definitely the land development. Yeah. 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 Definitely the land development. Um, n- number one, um, long-term plan. So long-term development, you know, taking, taking uh, about two and a half years. Right. So uh-huh. also, also um, the process in which, going through it, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of learning, a lot of new, new learning that wasn't known before. Um, Mm -hmm. and working with city, city planners, urban planners, working with so many different kinds of real estate, um, people that uh, we haven't worked with before and understanding zoning and understanding, you know, um, land separation and and uh just so and what you can build and where you can build it and what do you know all the different i mean one property that we you know that we have this there was like there was like i think four or five different types of zonings that we had to adhere by and so mm-hmm. if you think about you know the size of a land a piece of land um like 11 acres it's like you think you could build a community on there but in our scenario and particularly where it is and what the regulations were you know that wasn't the case right so it's a lot of big learnings i'm really proud of 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 all the learning the new territory the biggest the biggest development and biggest deal that you know that we've ever done so walk me through that and so it, it was it was 11 acres Mm-hmm. And then what did you what did you initially want to build on it and what did you end up building on it in the end? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Meet Sarah. Sarah is a successful corporate executive with a small but growing portfolio of investment properties with the hopes of one day quitting her day job and investing in real estate full time. However, With soaring property prices, ridiculous bidding wars, and government-mandated rent controls, Sarah is finding it nearly impossible to find good cash-flowing properties these days. On top of that, lopsided tenancy laws and super-high taxes are discouraging her from adding to her real estate portfolio. Fortunately, Sarah recently joined the Snowbird Investor Club, a group of like-minded investors and business owners who have successfully expanded into Florida and applied to become a member. Through the Snowbird Investor Club's comprehensive trainings and White Glove ongoing support programs, Sarah now has a bona fide cross-border property investing business and gets to choose how much or how little she works. At the same time, Sarah's family enjoys the best of what both Canada and Florida have to offer. By expanding into Florida property investing as a business, Sarah has finally achieved the ideal work-life balance that she's been chasing for so many years. Join the Snowbird Investor Club today and make your cross-border lifestyle dreams a reality. Yeah, well, we wanted to we wanted to build uh, several cottages, right? So, first of all, when we started the project, we looked at you know what would what's the best use of of land, like what's the highest and best use, right? Just like we always do yes. with a property or with some land. So then we look at that, you know, what is in, in that area, in this particular area, what is needed, you know, what is needed? Because what we learned is if you can get in alignment with what the urban planners and the city plans have, 
then it could make things a lot easier for you to work with them, right? Where they're going to give you, you know, approve your your designs and they're going to approve so many, you know, the the number of dwellings and all this kind of thing that you need approvals for. It's going to be a lot easier for you to work with them if your little project fits in with their bigger plans, right? So we kind of look at that first and we looked at what we could build. So we wanted to build, you know, at least um, we were thinking about a dozen uh, dwellings, properties, and it could have been, you know, we we're thinking of townhomes and we we're thinking of stacked towns and then a certain block of them and having two of those. And so that, so it could have been 12, could have been 24, even we were thinking of. Um, and in the end, and this is such a, this is such a hilarious learning, but in the end, um, we were able to build two large luxury cottages. Oh, two on 11 acres. Yes, it is. That's right. Because wow. of the because the difference don't we because we've got let wetlands and typically, you know, just a lot of detail into fact like things like if you're waterfront, usually you need a hundred feet um variance, right? Well, if you're wetland, if you have any wetlands around you, it's five hundred feet, right? So oh. so you've got, you know, you've got that to consider. Then there's a highway nearby, and then there's there's all these other variances that we have to and and also what does the city want there and what don't they want? Like, quite frankly, right. I mean, it Mm -hmm. just comes down to that as well. So um, it was a long process, a lot of learning and um, very, very excited that have gone to have gone through that and a fantastic learning as well about um, private equity, um, private equity and private lending and all the rules around that and how to raise private money. What are some little little juicy tidbits that you can share with me that, that you learned that you didn't know before having, um, before having, when you didn't complete the project yet, but what, mm-hmm. what did you mm-hmm. learn about private equity? Well, I learned, uh, I learned what, uh, that there's a lot of money out there. Number one, there's a lot of money that people have out there. You know, there's a lot of, sometimes when you're an investor and you're on the working side of things and the working partner, you think that, um, where am I going to find money? Where am I going to find money? Um, but mm-hmm. there's a lot of money out there, right? So it's just it's just getting connected to that, and a lot of different types. So what I learned was what kind, how much, you know, legally speaking, how much money does it cost, you know, to actually be in that position where you're raising funds? What kind of funds you can raise? So registered funds versus cash funds, right? Um, yeah. And and what what legal obligations there are, and what the risks are if you don't register the um you know like the funds that you're uh that you are accruing and you're and you're um getting from your investors partners and uh, what the risks are if you if you don't have if it's not secured right so there's there's a lot more complicated if you're securing if you're raising private funds and you're securing those funds against something and then if you're not and you're doing things like promissory notes and things like that which are totally unsecured which then you get into a whole realm which i don't want to I, I didn't really want to necessarily get into, but I didn't know that. I thought, do I want to get into it? Well, I'm not sure. And this is why, you know, the quality of your decisions are so important with and backing that up with the due diligence and the information gathering that you go through to make sure mm-hmm. that you know everything before you make the best decision, right? And that you talk to other people as well who've done what you're doing before. So very grateful to have had those resources as well to tap into. Wow. Sounds like a great learning curve that you went through no uh, yeah absolutely it was amazing yeah how how about with business and investing and all the great stuff aside 
how how are things on like the personal front? How are you in terms of your personal goals, like aside mm-hmm. from money? How's that going? Oh, personal goals are are very going very well. So you know, um, there definitely you know was a time where um, those weren't going so well because you know in life it's you try to have balance, but when you are in certain areas of your life, there's not going to be balance. And that's just the way it is. You're going to be, you know, working a lot on your projects, on your investments, um, and you won't have as much time to, you know, to fulfill some personal, we'll say, you know, like the, the goals are definitely aligned as far as, you know, the business and the personal, but then on a more, even more personal side, sometimes that takes away. So that has happened. Um, over the years. And now I'm more focusing on myself and more focusing on, you know, giving back to myself, being healthy, um, being well. And so, because I know I'm always, you know, giving the type of person I am, I'm always giving to others of myself, but I know I have to take care of myself first. And that was a bit lacking before, but now, now I see the, the great importance of of health and wellness. And um, I have a, some really great practices that I've um, you know, been keeping up with, you know, and, and putting that into, it's just, it's just part of your lifestyle. It's part of your life. So that's mm-hmm. really not going to ever change. And it's really helped me significantly. And I know you do some of those practices too. So you, you share in that uh, with me and how much it can bring to your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you, can you share any, any of your personal victories on that? Any milestones that you were able to achieve in the last little bit? Um. I would just say, yeah, I can like definitely, you know, quality of life, like energy um, and, and feeling, feeling really good. And, you know, the other thing is just energetically um, being a positive person, practicing gratefulness and, and positivity and really just share. And, and also because I love what I do, that is very helpful. I really find a lot of joy in what I do. So it really f- spills over to my personal side and, and yeah, some, you know, personal goals have been uh, a certain amount of, you know, uh, type of, of lifestyle eating, right? So eating very health, healthfully, um, exercising, you know, like walking every day and, and, and doing meditation as well. And just finding some really good, it just gives me a quality of life that I'm really happy about. And it actually has actually provided some really great focus and clarity in my mind. So in my brain, in my mind on a daily basis, where I'm very clear and feel that I am, you know, all cylinders are firing. Let's talk, let's say that, right? Where you just feel really on the ball, you have the answers, you have energy. And, um, and so I'm really happy about that. It, it is a huge accomplishment. That's excellent. That's excellent. And we didn't touch about uh, your coaching these days. I did introduce that part. So how's the coaching going? Coaching is great. I love coaching. Um, I, you know, I have a, a, a lot of clients and members and they're all from novice to experience, um, active investing strategies, passive, um, you know, uh, properties, um, you know, equity investing. So just all different kinds. And I love it. I absolutely love working with people uh, no matter where they're at. And, um, you know, if you, I know that, you know, if you heard me on the phone, you would hear me laugh a lot too, right? So I have mm-hmm. a lot of laughter with my clients and I really, you know, it's when you know, oh, I'm, I'm where I want to be. 
You know, it doesn't mean that I'm going to necessarily be doing that forever, but for right now, and that's all that matters being in the present moment, I'm really happy with what I do. And I really find a lot of fulfillment and joy and make sure that I'm checking in with my clients all the time that I'm providing value because I want to make sure that the value is there um, from their perspective, not just from mine. That's excellent. I'm really happy to hear that. Yeah. And you know, uh, I really do appreciate the time that you took to catch me up on your life. Yeah. And uh, I'm really excited to see what is next in store for you for the next time that we catch up. Sounds great. I'm excited too. It was really nice to spend this time with you and connect again. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited for, for what you have going on and excited to catch up again in the future. Awesome. Well, till next time, Anne-Marie, take care. All right. Take care. So join us next time for part two of the Act As If podcast episode with Anne-Marie Cooch. And uh, this one, this episode was the Act As If part. So we're going to catch up with Anne-Marie and unpack this past experience and find out how much of what she shared with me, with us, uh, was actually happening right now and how much was her vision for her future. And we'll just catch up with her as she is today. So make sure to catch that episode coming up next. been listening to the act as if podcast with coach Roel real life success stories in business and investing as they happen 